Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Producers. This week's episode is Jesse Hill Jr., a uh, new friend of mine. Uh, we're on the same house team together. He's really, really funny, really just awesome dude. Just so happy that he wanted to do the show, and it's really fun to now have people wanting to do the show. Um, I don't think he's super big into social media, but we do have a detective page at Detective RVA on Instagram. I believe the same for Twitter, and we have a Facebook page. I don't know. Um yeah, we. I think the Instagram, the Instagram is what we use, mostly use. That's what I'm into. I don't really tweet that much. As a somebody who follows me on social media would know, I think I try to tweet, but I don't know. It's just not, it's just not something that's that's for me. So, uh, yeah, other plugs: Orbital Music Park. Uh, check the website. Subscribe to the emails. They'll shoot out when they're doing a music event. Uh, Jesse, if you listen back to this, I forgot to talk to you about that. So let's fucking just sign up. Just go check it out. Orbitalmusicpark.com. Um, RVA Comedy at rvacomedy.com. Classes are going to be starting in like two months. So be ready. Sign up for the emails on that too. Ooh. Um, producers cast, producers cast at gmail, producerscast.com. Uh, get in touch with the show. Um, if you're listening, just shoot me an email producerscast at gmail.com and just be like, yo, what up? I'm listening. Give me some feedback. Um, if you want to hate on Jesse for being a stand-up. He's a fucking stand-up. Uh, this comes in later. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. Alright, uh, play the music. She said I want something else to get me through this semi-charm kind of life Other time I've done a podcast here, yeah, in this space was I did. You don't have to be that close. You can be, oh, okay. you can be comfortable, casual. Okay, yeah, it's um, NPR style. That's the goal. Uh, that's the goal. I, you know, I figured that, and I try to keep them off to the side yeah. so we can kind of like have a conversation because I figure like I forget the mics there a lot. Yeah, well, you, the episodes that I've listened to have been pretty damn good sound quality. So, and I don't understand it because like. God, I mean, it's just, I've come a long way, I'll say that. At minimum, I'll give myself, I've come a long way, because, like, there were episodes where I'd forget to turn off my AC unit, and that's just blasting in the background. Yeah. And you saw, again, you saw my last room, it was huge, huge, mm. and, like, I tried to dampen the stuff on the walls, but, like, I don't have any foam up yet, like, I got foam, I got plans to make, mm-hmm. but also, I guess I can, I can, this is the first time I've gone public, like, Matthew and I are starting, gonna make a studio in that little room over there, oh, yeah. and we're gonna start, like, a, like, a podcast network. Oh, nice. So where we can, anyone that has, like, a podcast, like, they can, like, pay oh, to cover yeah, expenses, yeah. and, like, we'll, like, oh, put wow. it on for them. 
That's great. It's going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. Hell yeah. It's you... a great way to make uh, uh, secondary money, you know, if you have enough people interested. I mean, this is a nice, this is a decent setup, man. It's really not. Thanks, man. It's it's uh, it's intentional, but it's not overboard. Like, right. Like, Yeti is not a good, uh, Yeti's a good mic. Mm-hmm. Is that the same people that make the coolers? <laughs> uh, no, the brand is blue. The model is Yeti. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, so th- it was funny because when I first, so just to, I guess to set this, I feel like I talked about this a little bit, but like I started, get, people started coming to me about the podcast. Right. Like normally it would be like, hey, do you want to be, be on my show? I'm like, oh, you have a show I didn't know. And like the other, like Jonathan Nelson mm-hmm. was like, so I heard you have a podcast. And I'm like, yeah. how did you hear that? So I guess, I guess you have enough people on, people are going to mention, oh, I did the podcast. Mm-hmm. Or like, like Emily and Garen, a couple people like, you know, posted on their social media, like I did the podcast. It was great. Right. And now I just have people like, why haven't I been on the show yet? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know that it was a thing that people wanted to be like on the show. Yeah. Well, it's also like people kind of, uh, there's a, there might be a jealousy issue, you know, or it's like, oh, this person was on the This person was way before me. This yeah. was episode 27. Like, hey. honestly, it's so, cause it's just been like, uh. I'm winging it, and so I was just like, yeah. I would run into somebody or to have a conversation, like, "Hey, do you want to do the do the show?" Yeah, and I think it's also to reiterate what I said earlier. It's like it's well done. It's not like I've been on some podcast where it's like, oh, "Okay, here's the USB <laughs> mic on the table, and there's a dog barking, and <laughs> the windows are open." Right. The first episode, um, you didn't see the patio in the old place. We did the first yeah. episode on the patio, oh, really? and there was like. You know, bird serving, which is kind of nice, but, yeah. like, not well done, like, studio quality. And then, like, uh, there was, at one point, like, an hour in, like, just a couple arguing. Yeah. <laughs> they walked by, yeah. and we stopped and listened. And, yeah, so, I, I, guess, I thank you for the nice words. Like, that's really cool. And it, it is, it, I guess it does go to show, like, the effort that I am trying to put in right. with it. Um, it shows. I forget, because we talked, first, the, the interest that you expressed about being on was we were in the basement. So, like, I forget what we were talking about and what we had planned yeah. to talk about. There were a couple of things. I think I, I told you that I was at the Matt Besser thing years years and years ago. Uh, you, ha- I think it was Aaron that was talking about Jim talking about the Matt Besser thing at the Gallery Five. There was and, something with Matt Besser. Yeah, and it was. I could go into more detail about that. It was very interesting. He did something weird. Yeah, he well. He was kind of a dick. That's what it was. Matt Besser yeah. was rude when he came here. He came, he came off as, as negative. He, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna try to tiptoe around it and be nice, I guess so. He didn't have the best, uh, the best time here, as as we as we as you I, saw it. I don't know if it was that or just that's his. If you watch him do comedy, I mean, I I, I think he's a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. But he's kind of seems like a guy that you're like, okay, that guy might kind of be a jerk, and. It was right away. It was not like um, you kind of get this vibe from him as the day went on. Mm-hmm. It, he was like um, not pleasantly surprised, but surprised how many people showed up to his workshop. But he not pleasantly. Yeah, he didn't seem like he was excited about that, and there was just a lot of criticisms of people's improv who were like really good improvisers. Wait, people like, who went on before him? Well, Did he, he had, like, things during his class where people would get up on stage and do a couple of short scenes, and he would, like... Riff off that? No, he would, like, criti- he would like critique it. 
you know, he would do like that. And he said multiple times that, like, we were yes-anding too much. And <laughs> stuff that, like that. I, that's what it was. I remember now. It's coming back. Yeah. It's so interesting, because stand-ups... When, it was, when Matthew and I started at theater, uh, we both wanted to do stand-up. Oh, uh, me too. And you do stand-up. I dabble in it. You dabble in it. People but like, get pissed off if you call me a, a stand-up. Other stand-ups, I'm assuming? Yes. That, that's what I'm getting into. Is like, cause I've talked with Katie about this a lot. Mm. Uh, I think we talked about it on her show, or maybe Matthew. I, I've had a lot, of, a lot of people lately who kind of are tiptoeing, or like have done stand-up. So like, yeah. just a lot of negative... I feel like, and again, with the, the best thing, like, it just seems like there's a lot of negativity in the stand-up kind of th- vein. Yeah. Well, he's he's an improviser. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much stand-up he does. I, I've never seen, like, a Oh, I thought he was a stand-up. Mm-mm. No, he's a... He's a oh, interesting. Think, so he was just a dick. I think UCB, if I remember okay. correctly. So he was, like, a, a big deal, you know, followed uh, Del Close very uh, closely. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just... Um, I was not impressed. Yeah. I his one man show that he did after the class, I I really enjoyed that. But as far as the class went, I was, and I think pretty much everyone shares uh that point of view. Yeah, yeah. That it just was like what the hell is going on? I don't know if he was hungover <laughs> or or something, but he he like went down the stairs and he immediately just looked disgruntled and not happy to be there. Uh, so yeah, maybe shed light into that. That was, that was an interesting time. That, that must have been in like 2014. Wow. It's been a while. It's so funny because I guess that's one thing I don't really, I haven't really paid attention to being so new to improv is like outside Mm -hmm. improvisers. Yeah. I've just, and this has been like a a big intention for me is trying not to like get out there too much. I really do feel like I had to like Mm -hmm. kind of focus in and work on. Other things for me because it is like a work in progress. So like I guess that's I guess that's a world I haven't even thought about. Is like well, I think a well. lot of the new people you guys are. I don't want to refer to you guys as the new people. That seems we are the new people though. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what it is. We're newer to the we're newer to the game. In order to you know do the things that you want to do, you just got to keep doing it yeah. and be consistent. I th- that's the only reason why I was able to get on a team is that I was at shows and I was doing as much as I possibly could. Um, and then I got on a house team in 2015. Which one was that? Bear Hug. That's right. I remember you guys. That was when I first joined and Kirsten was on that team. Yep. And she was my TA for 101 and she was like, come on and see Bear Hug. I'm like, oh my gosh, Bear Hug. Yeah. It was a good time. We, we stuck around for like a year and a half. Wow. It just kind of like crumbled apart after that. It happens. Yeah. I I kind of like the new format where it's temporary rather than we're going to keep doing this forever because it's like it makes it less nitpicky. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something you're you're not a big fan of or maybe even a person that you don't feel like you mesh with well, it's like, well, you're doing this for six months. Like yeah. You can put up with it. But if it was, you know, an indefinite amount longer, of time, yeah. you're like, oh, crap. How am I going to address this? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been fun. So I guess, I don't know, I'm always, mostly I have improvisers on the show, so right. we talk a lot about improv, mm-hmm. and I'd like to, I guess I'm still trying to figure out, I'm, cha- I'm kind of changing my format a little bit to where it's like, my new thing is like, it's your hour, what do you want to talk about, right. kind of thing, mm-hmm. but in the vein of like, producing things and whatnot. I want to talk about Jesus. 
Ooh. <laughs> gotta, ooh, gotta go. I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody just cut off. And, podcast. wow. <laughs> There's no stat. I just got a lot of angry emails. Yeah, I stopped yeah, listening yeah. at minute 32. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do stand-up and improv. Do you dabble in anything else? Uh, no. I guess the next thing on... Music, right? Yeah. Music, I have a plan towards the end of the year to get into music. Ooh. So. Is this like, I'm curious. It, well, I sort of like creating music by myself, so I've been trying to figure out how to perform by myself, because I can't really sing, so I've been doing experiments with like loop pedals and things like that to like just create an entire track. Um, I'm super curious, because I've seen a lot of people who like, uh, just to name one person off the top of head who I know for sure. Uh, Bryce Avery of the Rocket Summer. Mm-hmm. He's a one person like creates stuff, but he tours with people. Right. Have you? Have you I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you've explored that too. Yeah, I, I think performing. Obviously, I'm in the very beginning stages of this. So yeah, it's yeah. Like, we'll see how it turns out. But like, I've just found that being in a band, I guess, sort of like an improv group. It's just like there's so many things going on. And, Creative control is spread right. eight to nine ways in an improv yeah. group. And it's 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 super difficult to do. I've been in a few bands like very short periods of time, and it's just like uh, everybody's going in different directions. You really got to be going in the same direction. Yeah, and I think, I think I just want to create something that I control more so. So anyway, that, that was a long way of getting to uh, no, please. There's a there's this like Indiegogo. Go Indiegogo. Yeah, um, it's like a Kickstarter, but yeah. So there's this product on there called One Man Band, and basically it's a it's like a peripheral you uh, weld into your guitar, and it becomes like I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, while go you. ahead. It's uh, it like you can change the actual instrument, so it, like measures where you are on the fretboard, and you can play like Whoa. an organ or. Um, Something and it has a uh, drum backing. Um, it's it's a pretty crazy concept. I don't know if it'll work or not. I've taken the chance on it, so we'll see. But that thing, yeah. So it looks really cool, Damn. and you, you control it by the app that it's associated with. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's the idea. That's cool, though. That, I mean, that definitely gives you a way to, like, to do different things. Right. I mean, as a... I don't know how far back you went, and I don't know how often I explain this anymore, but, like, I... I uh, when I moved to Richmond, like, mm. two years ago, got into a relationship, really kind of went... We just hit rock bottom. Right. Like, like, like ugly crying in my car. After how much? After it was, how long? It was, it was a six-month relationship, uh. but it was like, I was like... It was just... It was just the culmination of like graduating and not having any kind of individual personality. Cause I was, I was a college student. I was a full-time employee. So I didn't have time. Then I'd like play games like two hours a night and then I go to sleep. So like, I didn't have time to do anything. So like, I didn't need to do projects. I didn't right. have any kind of interest. And then, so graduating and then moving to a brand new city, not knowing anybody, then like falling into the, the throes of a relationship. And then like thinking it's like, you're going to marry this person. Yeah. And then like, it just, just exploding in your face. Yeah. So like all this shit like culminated into this, like again, rock bottom. And yeah, so, but then then it evolved into like I'm it, it it went up like extremely up like I'm gonna do all these things I want to do which culminated in trying to do improv stand up music and a podcast yeah two of those things I've really done and you've put, we've done both of them together mm-hmm. and the other two have been like kind of a thing 
Like I yeah. bought a new guitar and I bought pedals and I I, I got intentional with it and like I mm-hmm. I do this thing called Orbited Music Park which I actually want to I want to talk to you about. Oh, okay. It's this fun. This is the group of people. It's two people who like facilitate uh, jam sessions with people mm. and it's just like an hour and a half, two hours, so just like playing with people and it's fun. That's it's super cool. fun. So like I have been kind of growing with that and like my knowledge there has been growing mm-hmm. and music. So yeah, to kind of bring that's like the. Like, story so like music's right. something i've been wanting to do but like again you're right it's hard to find people to play with that are mm. thinking the way you think and then yeah. like all that stuff and so I've, I've you know tried to like write some things and like figure out where i would go but it's fun music is fun and i want to do it more but it's very difficult like yeah to, yeah to do you have right. to have a lot of time to dedicate to it i used to have a lot more time yeah to dedicate to things and now i have like no time so it really sucks because i i would love to sit down and play guitar for an hour a day but i don't have the time yeah there's no time i have no time it it, i was just talking to somebody uh the other day and i honestly can't remember the last time i was bored right yeah i can't because it's just i I, i'm not complaining about that no no like i i remember you know, during the summer in high school and stuff like that, where I was just like, ah, uh, I don't want to do anything. I'm so Nothing's happening. What do I do? Yeah. It's terrible. I'm lucky nowadays if I have, like, time to burn. Yeah. And then it's like, I just want, I want to relax. Like, I yeah. need this. Like, But most of the time, yeah, like, every night after work, I'm like, I have to do this, this, yeah. this, or this, or this, or this, or this. And there's, like, so much. Yeah. Well, I guess it's... It's it's good busy though. Yeah, yeah. It's not like yeah. It's 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 not like I'm working two jobs yeah. full time to make ends meet. It's like right. I'm working my one job and then I'm done. I have all these creative projects or etc. Mm-hmm. That I'm that I'm involved in like being in a relationship or this or that. So it, it's good busy, but right. it's like still busy. Busy is still busy. Right. So why don't you do why why haven't you done stand up yet? Ooh. So it was like really I had Mary Jane French on the show mm-hmm. way early on, okay. and like the thing for me, were you at the uh, the riot that I hosted? Was this recent? The first riot of the new house teams. It was Resident Ghost and Jensen. No, I wasn't. So, I, I, it was my first time hosting. Mm-hmm. And I went up, and it was... I felt like it was awkward, and I, I ruined the show. Oh, but like, really? in the in the audience, I talked to, like, Anthony and Matt. And yeah. Was, they were just, oh, it was fine. You just yeah. looked a little, like, nervous. Cause you, yeah. And it was like, I didn't have anything prepared. And to, to, to kind of circulate the idea of why I haven't done stand-up, yeah. with music... I uh, I like playing. Mm-hmm. My voice is not the best for singing. Right. And then you know, like not having songs that I'm I've written that I'm proud of that I feel confident mm-hmm. with. The reason I haven't done stand up is th- those. Shows. I'm not going up with something prepared that I know is is good. Yeah. Is like objectively or subjectively good. Mm-hmm. Which is why I can do improv because you go up with nothing and you right. work it out when you're there. So the reason I haven't done stand up is because I don't have things to present. Mm. And when I had Mary Jane French on the show, we talked a lot about stand-up. Right. Um, and how, like, I have... A, I, I was, like, when I was really pushing stand-up, I would, like, write down every funny thing I thought of and, like, try right. to, like, work it out into a premise. And I had this really great joke. And when I say great joke, I mean not great at all. <laughs> about Applebee's 2 for 20. Oh. I think I told it on the all second right. episode. But, like, that was it. Wait that, a second. What, what, what was the premise? Uh, the premise... It was, it was like, uh, I always hate, you know, phrases about things that couldn't happen. Like, if you could have dinner with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I think the more important question is, when you're out to dinner with, you know, your Jesus, your John F. Kennedy, like, and they don't want to get the two for 20, 
how do you convince them to get the two for 20? It was something along those lines that was like really, it, it was a funny way to say that. And yeah. like, are you going to tell the son of God that he has to pick for these limited options? Right. He wants a steak. It's not on there. Yeah. Like, deal with it. Sizzling fajitas. And I don't remember is. if it was, yeah, specifics were important. I don't remember if it was, and then like, so having Mary Jane French on, she, at the end of the show, I didn't record it because like an idiot, she wrote, she fixed all my premises. Right. And made them like hilarious. Right. And I didn't write yeah. it down. That, that's one good thing about stand-up, and I won't talk more about stand-up because... I, I don't I don't do it very often. I do it about two or three times a month. Okay, sorry, that's often. Like for me and for yeah. probably most people listening, like that's still something you should talk about because you are mm. dabbling or not, you're still doing it. Yeah, I guess there was this whole thing that they. I guess people in the coalition think I do stand up more than I really do it. I definitely think they they think that I do it a lot, and compared to other people who are like actually are putting in. The work for stand-up, but, like, I don't do it very often. I, I don't because I have to be up really early in the morning to, like... I, I, some people push through that, and I respect that, but um, I guess I was asked to teach the stand-up class, and that caused, like, a whole... Problem. Wow. Uh, yeah, so... I'll say this to that point. Whether or not you're qualified to teach the stand-up class, mm-hmm. you you like stand-up, you pursue it. You don't. It's not your main pursuit, right. but it's just something you pursue. In my mind, two three times a month, mm-hmm. you are a stand-up, regardless of how much you stand up and do comedy. Yeah, I guess it, I guess everybody's opinion varies. And I'm here to say, like on this show, like your supporters of stand-up <laughs> and anyone who listens, like if they don't like it, you can email it producerscast@gmail.com <laughs> at yeah. me on social media, yeah. whatever. Like we'll fight about at it. Producerscast, right? At, yeah. Right, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So send like all your angry stand-up tweets. Yeah, dude, I'm into it. Jonathan. Yeah, I'm, I. I no, it's it's not that bad. I'm making it out to be worse than it actually is. It's just it's kind of annoying. It, the I can understand how something you, you just wanting to like live your life and do a thing right. turns into like now everyone is mad because you don't yeah. you do like fuck that shit. Yeah, like, it's, you, it's clickish. It's very clickish. Exactly, and I'm like super against that. Like let's mm-hmm. just fucking let's just go against that. And like if we talk about stand-up for forty minutes, I don't care because like right. as far as I'm concerned. Whether or not you do it or not, you, you, you are funny enough to do that. Right. And, and I think that's, that's the whole deal is, like, you, you go up there and hopefully you do well and you learn and you move on. It's, it's kind of like improv. Like, you're not just going to step on stage and be hilarious. Like, exactly. you have to go through those stages where you're like, wow, I was in my head. I was terrible. And... I've been doing it on and off for like five years now, and I'm still like that sometimes. I get off, off stage, and I'm like, whoa, that was mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Uh, I never want to do that again. But then when, when, then when you have a good show, it's like, oh, my God. This is the nothing high. better. This is the crazy high. Yeah. And stand-up's the same way. Like, if you if you have a good stand-up show, it's like the high is a little bit stronger because you're like, I I did that. Alone, you know? yeah. Wrote yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's fun. I just have a lot of thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, that I... That I feel like I should get out. And if they're funny, fine. You know, hopefully. I think one of the things that I've been learning over the past, it's almost been a year. I think it has, I think, late May. A year of improv? July was my first class. Like, a year of, like, doing things to, like, better myself. And, like, mm. like stand-up music, improv, pod. I called it my renaissance period. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but, like, re- really just, like, investing in myself and, like... Yeah. Doing that, it's just been like, yeah, I like putting on shows. And, like, mm-hmm. a couple times I've done a show and, like, been walking out of the theater and someone's like, oh, my gosh, you were hilarious. Or, like, one time, not even near the theater, like, in by, by my old house, I was, like, walking and 
was with Katie, and like someone recognized us mm-hmm. from the show we had done. Yeah, and I was crazy? just like, it was great, but it was mm-hmm. like I like doing it more because I, it really makes me happy. And so like, I love that regardless, like you do stand up, like yeah, you should fucking get those thoughts out because they're yeah, yeah. Well, it's very therapeutic as well. It can that's, be that's the perfect word. Yeah, it can be. You know your frustrations in life. If other people can relate to them and you can make it funny, then it's it's an awesome thing to do. I mean, that's that's where the the main for stand up and improv, especially mm-hmm. improv, comes from is real experiences, real emotion. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's also a great way to cope with those things. Yeah. Like, I remember that was one of the things, words of advice from the advice thread in the Facebook group mm-hmm. was like, this should be therapeutic, yeah. not therapy. Right. And I'm just like, let's lean hard yeah. into therapeutic. You shouldn't start like, uh, depending on yelling that. at your make-believe <laughs> dad about your frustrations, unless you make it funny, then, then go for it. Exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't turn into a uh, armchair therapy session. You know? <laughs> I'm just actually weeping on stage. Yeah. <laughs> He's really good. You forgot my birthday. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I can attest to like, uh, I started doing improv because I had horrible social anxiety. Really? As soon as I would show up at a party, if I didn't know a significant amount of them, I would leave and like just not, you know, explain myself or anything like that. And I emailed Matt and was like, I want to do stand-up. And he's like, well, we don't have that. And there's improv. And, so wait, uh, so what, you just emailed Matt? Like, mm-hmm. This was probably 2013. Did you just, did you know Matt? No. You I just know. Googled stand-up. Uh, so you emailed like the theater. Yeah, yeah, and he happened to respond. Yeah. So I, I took the, those classes were in uh, art six. Yeah, I think art two. One of the, you ran through down the in curriculum. Hmm? You ran through the cu- curriculum. Yeah, I went through like one hundred one, two hundred one, three hundred one, and then I took a break because I was going through some relationship problems, and then I took four hundred one. And got on Bear Hub. And then from there, you've just been around and doing shit? Yeah, basically. Well, I hit a huge roadblock with things. I don't know if... Do you know what... Uh, you know I was hit by a car? No. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't have no idea. When was that? That was December 2016. Really? Right at the end. How yeah. bad was it? It was rough. Uh, I got hit by a car on the highway. You were just walking, or you were in your car? I hit a truck. Uh, I would slid on ice, hit a truck, got out of my car, because I thought my car was going to catch on fire, and then another car wrecked and hit me and ran me over. Like 60 miles an hour? Uh, 40? Probably 35, 40. Jeez. Yeah. So you were, I'm, I'm assuming shit. you were like in the hospital for a hot minute. Uh... Weirdly enough, I was only in the hospital for like three days. Anything broken? No. I remember that was something you said when we first started. Like you like injured somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like all these burns on my hands and stuff. That's that's all third degree burns. I got all over my body. Ah. So yeah, there. Uh, obviously, real therapy and uh, comedy is a way for me to. Uh, if it's if it's anything, it's an escape from. Reality. Your life. Right. I, I see this because, like, as you get to know people, you start to they, you start to get more into their world. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love this show because it's like a easy it's like an easy entrance. It's right. It's like a side door. Um, 
and I always love to tell this to people, and I don't know if they're if they're surprised or not, but like most of the time, I would never have guessed that you were dealing with your own trauma. Oh, really? Like you, especially. And mm. I was trying to figure out a way to say this without sounding like a freak. But like you were someone who seems to have it so together. Mm. Like I think that really well. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, but like. And I, Matthew and I talked about it a little bit, and I've, I've dabbled, I've touched on this with so many people, like, there isn't necessarily, whether there is or not, I'm here to say there isn't. There isn't a hierarchy at the theater. But there is this, like, respect hierarchy, mm. where the people who have been there longer and who do better things right. are just, like, seem so unapproachable. Not because oh, of their really? personality. I, like, I would never deem Matt Newman as right. someone who's un, un, unapproachable, but, like, He's so cool. It's like I have nothing to say to him. Like he's like almost. Yeah. almost I hate saying this because I said this to Jim Darling. Maybe he, he was the only person who it was a mistake to say it to. But like, kind of like rock star status. Uh, Obviously, small, small, small scale. Right, but like right, someone right. who's just like, whoa, like they're doing like this shit. Like mm. any big boss is that you're just like, how do they fucking do that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like that's it's just amazing. like the, le- the level of respect and just like you seem like one of those people originally. So, thank you. And I remember the first moment. I don't want to say that you, you didn't lose it, but like you mm. just seemed more like a human person. It was right. either it was like it was uh, at the lab, we were off to the side, or like in practice, just like you just like talking to me, and I'm just mm. like, oh, he just talks to normal, he just talks to people now. Yeah, and it, and it was just like, again, meant, meant to be a compliment, not like you're just like you're mm. so above me, but just like, oh, he's just a normal person, right? And so like that's it's so crazy to hear that like you have all this shit going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's true of anybody. Like, yeah, everyone. But of course when you're in your own shoes, you're like, everyone knows that I'm not doing okay. Yeah. But like, I, again, I, I don't think there's, I can't think of one person who I'm like, that person's a mess. Yeah. Well, that's why the theater is so great. Mm-hmm. In my opinion is people are so accepting oh my and, gosh. Yeah. and we really have this, I feel good when I go to the theater because I know that like people aren't going to give me shit about something that's going on in my life or just it's just a lot of support oh yeah and that's probably what I needed the most you know after traumatic events or just in life in general life is traumatic yeah everybody's having a hard time you know like at least at some point they're Mm -hmm. they're they need a, a sense of community I think that's that's one of the best things that this thing has given me Cause like you know, moving here, not knowing anybody, and then all of a sudden I have, like I I, I I'm weird about adding people that I haven't met, but like mm-hmm. like right now, Katie and I, because she has friends with everybody. Right. We have 86 mutual friends. That means right. I have at least 87 people new in my life who, in some way, I could just like hit up. Yeah, and how long has it been since you've been in? Ten months. Yeah, so that's and, amazing. And this has all been in like three months. Like the it's first like, like eight couple people a month. Exactly. It's crazy. And it's just like yeah, like Matthew, like we met in one on one. Yeah. And now we're like best friends. We live yeah, together. It's crazy. It's cr- it's crazy. This community. I, I again. I can't say enough about how wonderful it is. Like I'm do- I'm doing a sh- I'm doing like a live show, mm-hmm. and like I'm on a house team. Like just yeah. the differences. Again, a year about a year ago, maybe late April, ugly crying in my car yeah. alone. Yeah, you should probably save that for your bedroom. You know, <laughs> crying while driving is. is oh no, I was parked. Oh, okay. I was parked. Well, I had like parked and like sat there, and then like realizations. Oh, God, crying in the car is the worst. The worst. Another thing too, I don't have any tinted windows. <laughs> I was on the corner of like a four way like stop yeah, sign yeah. intersection. People were walking, <laughs> and I'm just like shamelessly just like my life is just, like a mess. The problem is window open. Oh uh, well, 
if you were moving, I guess the breeze could have blown away your tears, made it less <laughs> da- dangerous. But yeah, you get, I get into really deep thoughts when I'm driving and mm-hmm. they're not always good ones. Yeah. They're, sometimes they're super dark and it's like, why is my brain going to these things while I'm <laughs> going down 95? Like <laughs> I don't need to like, you know, pass by uh, Bass Pro Shops and start crying, you know, because I'm thinking about my childhood and when me and my dad used to go fishing, and now we don't do that anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's weird, the the thoughts that you have when you're driving. Oh, driving? Yeah, and it, I always... the I, I, I say the worst, but just, I guess, a, a really intense feeling is when you notice there's no music on, and you've been yeah. driving in silence. For like 15 minutes, you're like, where's my mind gone? I like that sometimes. It is nice. Like, Matthew never has music on when he, when we, when we're in his car. Mm-hmm. And I always like to have background music on. I'm like, let's yeah. have something on. That way there's no silence. Like, yeah. let's let's make this a comfortable Yeah, place. it can be awkward sometimes. But if I'm driving by myself, it's probably 75% music, 25% just listening silence. to everything around. Yeah. It's a great way to uh, just think. do stand-up if you're just like... Do you do stand-up in the car? Like, I think of ideas that I want to do in the car. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's a great time to just be like, you're not doing anything. You can't look at your phone, or you shouldn't. And, you know, it, it's just thoughts coming in, and, okay, what's funny about that? How can I construct that uh, a certain way to make people laugh? And I think that's how you, you get better at stand-up, is you just constantly think of better ways or say things yeah and deliver things yeah the reason i started doing this podcast have you do you listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to quite a few yeah. do you listen to you made it weird yes that was the one i listened to like 200 episodes straight really yeah and like that was what inspired this show originally like the show was two hours mm-hmm. and i would always like force people to talk about relationships so we are going to talk about jesus at the end <laughs> Like you want? No, I never. I only did that like twice. I think religion only really came up twice, and that was early on when I was trying to force the two-hour show. Yeah, and eventually the two-hour show became a little more easy and fun. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed doing one hour not only with how much more busier that I am. Yeah, but like is a lot more like light and uh, yeah, it doesn't drag on. Like imagine like so we are we're about. I want to say 30, 35 minutes in. Mm. Imagine you had to do 90 more minutes. Yeah. Like, what? what I mean, else? we could do it, but... We could yeah, do it, but I, I think, yeah, I think you're right. You, you get a lot better. condense it into yeah. an hour and not sort of add fluff to it. And yeah. that's essentially what religion and... Taylor, I laughed at the podcast you have with Taylor because he talks about hating to talk about religion and politics and stuff like that. I love talking about it, but I totally get why people hate talking about it. Because you, you're not going to get anywhere with it. No especially. one's changing their mind. <laughs> no one's open to changing things. And yeah. all, you're just going to get mad. Yeah. But it is kind of interesting to, to have... I, I listened to uh, a podcast uh, by Sam Harris. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's, he's like a neuro-brain neuro, uh, scientist. He's super-duper smart. He's a brain doctor. And I think that's... Yeah. Well, I don't... I don't know what he is. But he's... <laughs> I think the way my life was going really poorly from, like, age 18 to 22, and I had to, like, make a decision on, like, whether I was going to keep going down this path of, like, just kind of partying and working retail and stuff like that, and or start getting my shit together. And when I decided to get my shit together, 
I started listening to people who were much, much smarter than me. And that made me smarter. And it's a great thing to do. And I think podcasts are a great way to do that. Just listen to a bunch of people who know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that was... And absorb that information and stop hanging around with negative people in your life, you know? Yeah, I can't, I can't agree with you more on that. Like, I mean, obviously, I pigeonholed myself listening mm-hmm. to just Pete. But, like, right. he, I guess what I was going through at the time, he was, like, the perfect resource. There were a couple of days yeah. where I'd listen to an episode. I'm like, is he talking about my life right now? Yeah. Like, the shit I was going through? And I'm just like, yo, this is crazy. Well, his situation is just insane. Yeah. Uh, he He's one of my favorite just all-around comedians, I think. Just just because he's he's like uh, candy, you know. It's just like when you when you see him, you can't help but be like, oh, there's that goofy dude, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and not all comedians are like that, you know. I also like Bill Maher, you know, and he's the polar opposite of that. He's, he's I'm I'm convinced he's an asshole, <laughs> but I enjoy watching his show. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I guess. To try to avoid just, like, gushing about, like, all the positive things I got from listening to that show, mm-hmm. like, to kind of touch on your point, I guess go back to what you were saying about, like, you know, changing your path. I guess, mm-hmm. what were you saying about that? You had a point, but, like, we got sidetracked. Uh, yeah, that, that sounds like me getting sidetracked. Sidetracked. Uh, uh, that sounds uh, like any podcast ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that, uh, I had a decision to make when I was, like, 23 or 20, yeah. 23-ish. I, I was living in Illinois, and I just wasn't really doing anything productive. You know, I was working, but that was it. I was working at Old Navy. And uh, I moved back here, and that's when things slowly started turning around. And I have a sibling who did not... went down the opposite path, and now she's, like, in a world of hurt. So... Eesh. Yeah. We don't talk or anything, so... Ooh, I can relate to not talking to certain family members. Yeah? Yeah, that's a rough life. Yeah, my family's, uh, I love a good amount of them, but boy, you want to talk about just racist, uh... Oof. Oh, yeah. Are you from here originally? No, my dad was in the military, so I, I grew up there everywhere. I think I, we have similar pasts. We're just like we've you've lived in probably what five, six different states at least. Yeah, well, my my mom married, uh, remarried when I was like fifteen, sixteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Utah, Missouri, South Carolina, Louisiana, California, some some order like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I was born in Los Angeles. I think I've lived in eight eight or nine different states. Yeah, I figured that if you have the earlier part, you get a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you said you, you you said when I moved back here, I'm assuming this was like this area, maybe north, was like a, st- a stop along the way. Yeah, in Illinois. And no, no, sorry. You said because you said I moved back to Richmond. Yeah, I lived here in high school. And is there like a base? Did you live like here? My Richmond? parents got divorced in gotcha. 2001, so I was 14. I moved to Ashland, Virginia, which is just. Uh, 30 minutes north of here. Okay. It's where the Strawberry Fair, King, near King's Dominion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, moved there, hated every single minute of it. Uh, that high school, I hated it. And then... Did you go there for all four years? Uh, I went there three years. Nice. Yeah, it was awful. And then, I didn't like Ashland. So, once I graduated, I think I worked for a year, and then I moved 
my dad was going to start a restaurant in Illinois, so I moved up there. Do you, you cook? Do I cook? No. He does. You were just going to like manage that shit? Yeah. Serve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do whatever, you know. Just I guess we're... Get on my feet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then so you did that, didn't like it, moved back here and... Yeah, the restaurant, the restaurant was not what we Ooh. intended it to be, so Whoops. it was very, very small. So there wasn't really enough money coming in for me to even work there. It's yeah. like, I mean, when I say a small restaurant, it was like 15 top, you know, okay. 15 seater. Um, so I just sort of partied and partied and party, 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 have a good time. And then I just kind of woke up one day and I was like, wow, I'm not doing anything. And started this slow process of moving back to Virginia. At that time, my sister was pregnant. So my mom needed help with her situation so that's when it all sort of went downhill for her and started improving for me so i'm always confused about like uphill like and downhill like mm-hmm. it's downhill for her uphill for you but like, uh, is uphill good anyway anyway so yeah. so you settled on richmond and that's when like shit started to get good for you yeah so i moved to the west end uh, this was years ago, and that was okay. And then I started. I lived in Chesterfield for a while, and then when I when I finally moved to like in Richmond a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, I really like living in Richmond. It just took me a while to get used to it. I think definitely there is a there is a period of like getting accustomed to this shit. Yeah, I think in three years of high school, I maybe visited Richmond four or five times. That's crazy. Yeah, it was. I didn't like it. it. It freaked me out a little bit. Just yeah. The, it's not really like a city city, but it was still city enough. Big town, like, little city. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it now. I mean, I live in Southside now, so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're uh, engaged. Yeah. How'd you meet? Theater? How'd I meet Sarah? Yeah. Uh, we TA'd uh, Jim's stand-up class, and that's how we met. Both of you TA'd? Yeah, at the same time. Two TAs? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. We uh, we hit it off right away. Is she she? Did, how often does she do stand up? A lot more. E, well, she probably does stand up as as often as I do. We would both like to do it more. Yeah, you guys are both really good at it. So, well, power you. couple. Thank you. Um, yeah, we want to do it more, but we just we're having a hard time now. With like, we just got a dog, and we're both working, and Dogs stuff like that. But she runs a great show at Crossroads. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard about that. I'm trying, I want to make it out. Yeah, it's one of the one of the better shows in Richmond for sure. She does a great job uh, doing it, and it's 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 a cool place because you can get you can get beer or ice cream or <laughs> a sandwich or, or coffee. coffee. You know, there's, there's a big variety. What do you want? We got it. Yeah, exactly. So, I think that. I'm so interested, and I feel like the course we've taken really kind of highlights a point of, like, just really being at a place of loss mm-hmm. and being able to culminate in this city. Like, work, build build something here. Mm-hmm. Like, settle down. Not settle down, but, like, settle up. Yeah. Uphill, downhill. Up, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I feel so lost. That's something I just, yeah, being here, like, because I lived in New Orleans before this, and, like, yeah. I really didn't carve anything out. Like, it got to the point where I graduated, and I was like, oh, I, and I, cause I left the job I was at. Cooking. College. You what? Graduated college. Graduated college. I had uh, left the job I was at to try to start a new job, which I really didn't like. Mm-hmm. And 
I just split up with the one when I was seeing for like two and a half years. Uh-huh. Amicable, like it was like a we're, we're yeah. going apart, just drifting. We're still friends. Oh, like, okay, good yeah. thing. Um, and so like I realized like oh I have nothing left here. Mm. Like there's nothing here for me. Yeah. I was like, uh, let's go that's somewhere a, new. That's a pretty hopeless feeling. It, it was hopeless. I think for me, I was like riding a positive train of just like, because I just, again, I just graduated. Like I, the year before I thought about dropping out. Like I was mm-hmm. like, I, I felt like I had achieved something. I had like taken the next step and I was like, I'm up here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a very narrow staircase. Yeah. Um, and then to so my military, they, my uh, stepdad was working at the Pentagon. Mm. So like they were up around Virginia and so I was like okay I'll move up near them like I miss my family like I haven't seen them in like three years other than like when they came for graduation and whatnot. right so it's like DC or Richmond oh I can afford Richmond yeah I don't know much about it and so I'm just on a whim basically like packed all my shit and moved to Fredericksburg for two months and then yeah started building this thing and now it's like I feel like I have a life and like, like yeah just yeah, exactly I feel like exactly what you did yeah in terms of like bare bonesing yeah I drove a Penske truck uh 14 hours, you know. 16 from New Orleans. Yeah, and it, it's it's weird when you do that because you're like, this is, I can't change my mind. All my, yeah. all my shit's in this truck and I'm going, you know. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's day and night and then you go to sleep and then you wake up and you drive more. And I mean, yeah. it's crazy the amount of time I used to spend driving. And now, now if it's like two hours, I'm like, ah, I'm beat. Like, this is, this is terrible. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I just, I made a handful of decisions in my life that, that benefited me greatly, improv being one of them. And I would not change anything. Yeah, definitely not. I think though, I just feel like this is, this has taken a turn for like really focusing on like life improvement, mm-hmm. I guess, which I think is like I guess a, a big a big thing for us together. Like yeah, like really just coming from like yeah, starting from nothing. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird when you're when you're on an improv team, you know, because everybody has their own. You know, we have a, a teacher on our team. We all bring our own it, shit. Yeah, yeah, and and it's 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 kind of cool that we all get together and create this silly thing, and then leave and go back to what we were doing, you know? Yeah, we carve out, each of us are able to carve out two hours every week for practice right. on, like, the show, and, like, but, like, yeah, I just think, like, there was, like, one practice, like, uh, I was talking, I was going through shit, and I mm. came in and, like, didn't bring it, like, you know, everyone else was going through their own, all their own shit, and it's, yeah, it's just crazy to think, like, if we go further back, like, how, like, similar, like, our stories are, like, yeah. coming here and, like, you know needing to get our shit together. Yeah. But could you, could you imagine now your life without getting on stage twice a month, you know, like, or at, at a minimum, you know, those two shows, like they're, there's some of the most fun things you could possibly do with your life. And it's free, you know, it's free for us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like, I remember, uh, first time I ever got on stage, like I bombed. Right. Is that like a jam? We all do. Yeah. But like, I remember thinking like, I want to do that again. No, I can't, right. I can't imagine not like I was thinking about moving like early on, like I was selling like 201. I was going to move to Austin to, um, one of my friends are going to hook me up with a job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I got to see what improv theaters they have down there. Mm-hmm. Obviously they have great ones, but like, that's a thing now. Like I can't yeah. go somewhere and not do improv. Like yeah. that's a, a part of my, whatever level I do it at, like mm-hmm. that's something I think, yeah, I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's just like, 
yeah, there's no way like I can quit that. Yeah, it, well, it's such a it's such a fun thing to do, and it it's so weird that I, I meet some stand up people who are like really really talented. Uh, one I'm thinking of off the top of my head is Winston Hodges, and I I told him like uh, when the auditions were going on like what it entails because I've been through it before, mm-hmm. and he was like that's the most terrifying thing I've ever heard, and I was like well you go up on stage for thirty minutes and you know kill it I'm sure you could do this but it's it's a whole different beast. You know, once you get used to uh, a certain way of doing things, do, deviating from that thing is scary. Yeah, I think now, especially, I, I, I don't know. I think that, uh, I feel like, I guess going improv to stand-up is a little easier than going stand-up to improv. Because, again, stand-up, you're prepared. Improv, you're not. So going from being prepared to not prepared, like, you have confidence being prepared. I have confidence being not prepared, so I feel right. like if I had some stuff, oh, then again, now... Having wanting to have something prepared, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Preparing is, I would say, harder than not preparing. Way harder. Yeah. So, not counting all the preparation that took us to get to a point where we are yeah. able to go on. We got to worry about timing. You have to worry about getting the right words because you know, in an improv set, you could uh, jarble up some words, you know, mess them up, and and sort of move on, and and still maybe maybe even get a laugh from messing up a word. But to, in stand-up, they're like, oh, that person just screwed up. And yeah, if you miss the timing, you miss up the whole bit. Like, that's right. like five minutes on the drain. Yeah. There was one set where it was Nick. I think I talked about the last episode. But, like, Nick came on, messed up a word. And I forget who else was on. But, like, the whole set was them messing up mm-hmm. the words. You saw that one? No, I don't think so. But you can understand how that would be right. hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. especially with Nick. Just, like, I think yeah. it was Nick. It might have been Nick, Joey, and Gaskill. Yeah. Just, like, the three. Oh, my God. I died. It was, like, so mm-hmm. It was, like, the whole. It was just. Yeah. yeah, perfect example of, like, being able to, like, fuck something up. You're talking about Levesky? Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's... Oh, my God. I, I got to do a set with him and Matt McCoo uh, recently in the casual sets, and it was... It was a Jimmy Buffett-themed set, and it was so much fun. <laughs> so much. I hate Jimmy Buffett, so I, I think I... I think I was the one that brought it up in a scene, and I didn't know I was playing with two people who were, like... Actually, Big fans. fans of Jimmy Buffett. So would you go up and like, I hate Jimmy Buffett? No, I, I, I don't know how it started, but I quoted, I think it was Margaritaville, and I quoted it wrong. <gasps> and Matt McGoo came on and corrected me, and I was like, wow. And then it, the the whole set turned into messing up and being corrected. Well, no, just Jimmy Buffett, everything. You know, it was just, <laughs> it was insane. Like the third scene. Uh, I was like, this is becoming a Jimmy Buffett, uh, <laughs> but it was good. Set. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh my gosh. That's not, I don't know enough about Jimmy Buffett to like really, I probably wouldn't have gotten it, but like, no, it, it wasn't so much like, you, you know how it is. Like you can just, uh, he Margaritaville and then one of our scenes was, you know, my initiation line was just, we were like doing construction or something and I said, it's five o'clock somewhere. And that's, you know, we went from there. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of people at the theater are so much fun to to play with because it's just it's just the stuff that they come up with is just insane. Especially yeah, so doing the house teams is definitely like getting to play with new people. Like yeah, I've done a casual sets. I mm-hmm. did what was I thinking for four shows? Yeah, and that was like kind of kind of rotating cast. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, so much fun. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, just just realizing the talent, the community, like being yeah. able to like being being a part of that set built you up. Mm-hmm. And like really lets you kind of have like just you know instead of having one staircase you have like a city around you right yeah 
So, yeah, that that's... What was I thinking is, is also easy, because people are... Well, it's not easy, but it's fun, because you can just take direct things from people's stories and translate that into a scene. I don't think that's funny when people do that just from a suggestion yeah. standpoint, where it's like, orange, and then you're just peeling an orange. It's like, oh... <laughs> do something else. I, I I think I thought about the last episode too. Like I'm I, I like the suggestion to turn it into something else yeah. completely different. Like yeah, it is. It does make sense when you're like the suggestion is pool and like we're swimming. Like yeah. okay, but like yeah. billiards. Like that no one's thinking right. of billiards. No one's thinking yeah. like okay. All right, you give me this. You give me that. We'll, we'll get it all together. Like pooling yeah. our money together. Mm-hmm. I think that there was one example. I can't think of it now. But like the first that I ever did for Coalition was called the Amoeba Project. And it was, the, I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was the first show where they took students and put them on stage with the... Really? With the, with the, and it was Katie, Matt, and David. And the suggestion was horse. And David... That was it. And he's like... Yeah, and he just started talking like this. And I was like, Chills. oh, you know, I was just going to be a jockey. You I, know? Think that, I think the conversation that uh, we had that about we suggestions had. was me and you. You, uh, you brought that up. Uh-huh. In practice, because I was like, "Hey, li- I like suggestions, but like, let's 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 take a yeah. step away. Let's A to C that shit." Right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, it's one of my pet peeves of improv is when, you know. So your first set was with, like basically middle management. Y- yeah, with middle management. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I I would love to know when that show was because it was so long ago. So long ago, and, it, and like I don't want to see that set because I know like I would look at myself and be like, ah. <laughs> Have you ever watched yourself do improv? Yes. Is it weird? Yes. I don't want to do it. I it's don't want to watch myself. I, they have the video camera there, and if you... It, it just doesn't... It doesn't translate very well. I don't know how improv festivals do it, because watching a recorded uh, improv set, even a professional one, it's just... It's hard. It, it, you don't get that same vibe watching... Doing it, yeah, full 25-minute, like set like we do like a montage like yeah i don't i, I guess I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to get that either i guess improv festivals are just like well i hear people laughing so they must be good <laughs> let's we don't actually watch them we just need to know that they submitted yeah. something you could just put in a laugh track basically probably <laughs> like I'd, I'd be interested to see <laughs> just 25 minutes of laugh track the whole time see yeah. if they say you anything you can't even hear anything that they're saying just, just like, laugh oh, or like take like a poll like an episode of friends and put that yeah. audio in yeah exactly. just over the scenes yeah. see if they actually watch it you got some great laughs i would really like to do that now specifically like grab like sitcom shit yeah first well, thing i ever did was uh Pajar plus one that wasn't like a mm. student showcase or something yeah that was incredible yeah i talk about that all the time where was this is that at the, the theater? theater? Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I've only I've been around for a year, so everything's been right. here. The The weird thing has been thinking about doing shows not at the theater. Mm. Like, doing a different festival or, like, like there are some people for Second Best coming up that are, like, going to be doing show at Gallery 5. Right. And I'm just like, I can't imagine not having the stage I'm used to. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. I, I did both. Uh, Charm City Festival a couple of years back. Baltimore? Yeah, that was fun, uh, but it is weird. It's you know you're you're used to a certain stage, you're used to a certain crowd. You know if the crowd size is smaller, but they're more compact. You know, mm-hmm. stand up is even weirder like that because you're like you're usually always somewhere in a different, different place. Yeah, and it, that can just throw you off completely. And you're just the mic is different, and that guy doesn't give a shit. He's not paying. Yeah, he's texting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be the same for bands too. I remember. Um, 
I like talked to a band after a show once, and uh, we were we were bitching about the sound guy because like his sound was too high, and the guy wasn't doing anything. I'm like that's gotta be even worse in a band where there's like so many other moving oh, parts. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like doing stand up in different places, I don't know. Yeah. But like yeah, ha- having a home, like a really comfortable place. Just, like, I can't imagine... Like, we do, like, basement sets, and they're weird, but, like, no one's watching. Like, it's practice. We get it. But, like... Yeah. Doing a show somewhere. You should do stand-up, though. We should get together and, and work on your material, and you should at least try it a couple of times. I would really like to. I have... Yeah, some somewhere are my, my weird premi. Mm-hmm. They're just, like... So, like... I think I did a bit about, um... I, w- I don't know if I... I think this was just a weird thing that happened. I don't remember if I wrote down to be stand-up. I was, like, seeing someone new. Like, I was staying at their house, and, like, we were, we were drunk one night. This is, like, the dumbest story. I want you to, know, like, preface this. I'm ready. I, um, the t- I, you know, we had been, like, I, I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I had just peed. Yeah. And I had a full roll of toilet paper in my hands. Nice. And I was trying to unwrap it, uh-huh. and I dropped it oh, into the toilet. the toilet. Oh, boy. Submerged. Nice. Panic, because I'm, like, drunk. So I'm, like, I don't know what to yeah. do with this. So I hit it. Behind the toilet, in the back, <laughs> like underneath the bend yeah. or whatever, and I was like, there was a wall on both sides, so you, yeah. unless you got down there, you couldn't see it. Was it a trash can in the? No, mm-hmm. and also like, why is there a roll of toilet paper in the trash can? Like, I didn't right. want to. I, I I yeah. wasn't thinking. You could have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two I'm, months I'm later, thinking, it's uh, still there. Oh really? It's probably still there now. Yeah, probably. Or like. How often did people check the back of their toilets? Yeah, I, I I've never. Well, mine's again. There's like a. You could have stuck it in the. In the tank. Ooh, <laughs> that makes me a little weird. But yeah, I think that I think that was a joke I was trying to write, or mm-hmm. like another one. Yeah, that's the that's the tricky part. Is is uh, I wrote that as a premise for sure. Yeah, you, your your funny stories have to be relatable to other people. You know, doing the drunk, dumb drunk things is yeah enough. Yeah, it, it that's more like. A funny story, you know, like it. It sometimes it works, but more often it doesn't. Um, yeah, I've definitely gone down that path and been like, "Let me tell you about this thing," and then it it has to be. First of all, it has you have to take all the fat out, so like you can't use a bunch of uh, information that's not really pertinent to the story because mm-hmm. people get bored really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really hard to do, but. Also, I, I think you would be good at it. Thank you. Not a lot of real life experiences have a punchline. Like some things yeah. just kind of physical. Like that one, like didn't have a punchline. Right. Like if she just found it and something happened, mm-hmm. like then maybe there's something there. But like right. it just died there. We didn't see each other again. Like after like oh, a couple months of dating because of that. No, that never happened. Like I don't know if she ever found it. Like right. I don't. I don't know how that story ended. Oh, I see. Oh, so, this but, was like a one night stand thing. No, no, we did it for a couple months. Oh, okay. But like, so, so it how, happened early on, and it was oh. still there when we were like towards the end. Oh. So I'm just you like, didn't pick it up. No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to do. It was like, it's like a, a, a it's complete. A paper, it's a paper mache. At this, <laughs> at this point, it's like not good. But like, yeah, it was a it was a pure moment moment of panic. Yeah. And like, she was really out of my league. Like oh, really, okay. so it was even more like panicky. Well, I feel like Sarah's out of my league, so maybe that's. You know, and I still feel that way. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I hope they get that dog barking. You guys have been together long enough to where I feel like you feel safe in your relationship. Sure. This was a new relationship 
And it was also very unhealthy. Like, uh, she was emotionally abusive. Oh, okay. But, like, it was early on to the point where it was just, like, I'm dating this really, really good-looking woman who, like, mm-hmm. should not be spending time with me, but is, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is, again, where the unhealthiness, like, really came in You're on right. my end. But, like, right. yeah, I'm not going to go to this really hot girl. I'm like, I'll drop this in my pee. <laughs> what do you want me to do with it? Where's your trash can? <laughs> it was, like, one of the first nights, too. And also, I just started drinking, so it was, like, my first time drunk. Oh, Really? There was just a lot of, like, a lot of... You were a late bloomer in the drinking game, weren't you? I was a... Yeah. It wasn't until right around this time last year that I started drinking. Really? Yeah. How old are you? 26. Good for you, man. That's good. That's not something to be ashamed of in any way. I think it's just... It's harder to answer the questions because people have questions. Like, why? Yeah. And it's just like... It's none of your business. On one hand, yeah, but, like, I'm also not... I I don't mind talking about things like that. Mm. Like, the main reason was because my biological father was an alcoholic. Uh, And I was afraid of, like, becoming that because I didn't didn't understand it. It was never never a prominent part of my childhood. Well, that's why I said it's smart because, you know, you could... uh, I made sure that I could handle it before I just dived in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, if it runs in your family, that's, that's a tricky... Tricky situation to get into. Oh yeah, yeah. and then uh, it's uh, so I lived in New Orleans for five years. Yeah, capital of alcohol. Like sober. I didn't yeah. drink there at all. Wow. Yeah. So like that's another no hurricanes. Thing. Yeah, none. Like I, I, I kind of wish I had because it feels like being where I am now, like in a healthy place. Like I would really enjoy going there and getting like shit wasted. Right. Because and I know all the spots. Like I lived there for forever. Like I was a pedicabber down How there. Did you put up with people that were shit faced <sighs> being sober? And and being a, a tricycle driver That's right. for three years in the in the thick of it, drunk people, yeah. Oh my goodness, drunk people tip well. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, that's one positive thing. Yeah, it was it was it you was make fun. Good money doing that? Oh yeah, really? Like I work three days a week. Oh my god, that's awesome. It was yeah. and it was fun. It don't have, that's the only reason I had to stop because it stopped being fun for me. Really? Yeah. Well, the, you're so probably the, in really good shape. Yeah, that's why I have like giant legs. I can't fit in any <laughs> pants. But like, you know, I didn't. I didn't eat healthy. Uh, I didn't go to the gym. So like, half of me is like, right. sl- was like chiseled. Right. And the other half is just like, you don't do anything. Yeah. Like, you don't have any arms. Like, this is all pizza. <laughs> my arms are pizza. <laughs> it does. It is nice now because I skip leg day forever. Yeah, like, I, I got to catch up. But like, yeah. So it was a great job, um, and it was fun. But like, yeah, the drunk people. Yeah, I would sit on Bourbon Street. And this is where I think it got unhealthy, whereas I would just, like, sit on my high horse and be like, you guys are all fucks. Yeah. And then just, like, <laughs> when I got here, I'm like, yeah, I probably was a little too up my own ass about that. Uh, yeah, but then it had to be at least uh, semi-annoying on a daily basis. Oh, uh, yeah. You definitely get jaded. Like, you know, people walk by like, woo! It's yeah. Like, One it, thing uh, that I particularly love about Richmond and uh, why I could probably not live in a city in the Midwest anymore is not a lot of uh, angry drunks. Yeah. In the city. Yeah. I, I when I lived in Central Illinois, it was fights and fights and fights and fights and throwing up in public and passing out in the bathroom and I have thrown like up in, in public in Richmond though. Oh yeah, I'm not. I, I'm talking about like all the all time. the time. Yeah, you know, all like, the time. We've all had a moment where it's like uh oh, <laughs> too much carbonation. We've all uh, had those not so proud moments, but it, it doesn't. I see it very rarely. Yeah, in, in Richmond, like people actually fighting, and it's oh yeah, like, or 
Or even verbally. Like, I don't see that in the city very much either. There's definitely not been a thing that is... Maybe I'm just not hanging out at the right places, but... Maybe, maybe other wrong places. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely a thing. I once saw a homeless man beat up another homeless man because mm. the one uh, offered him pizza. Real. In, in Richmond? No, in the North. Uh, 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 I once saw a caveman knock out a ninja in one punch. A, a caveman knock out... Is this Halloween? Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, the dudes were fighting. So the story is, I, it's Halloween, so Halloween's really busy there. Yeah. It was like, like midnight, so people are like, wanting to go back to their hotels. Yeah. So like, I had three people who I swear were like, so gone on like, some sort of, you know, hallucinogen trip. Sure. They were just like, ooh, in the back, and so I'm like, just riding. And I look over, and there's like, big fucking, just boom, and wow. Nita crumples the ground. And then there's a ninja female and a caveman fem- cave woman over there scrapping, and, like, the ninja's winning on that side. Yeah. So the cave dude grabs, like, he just, like, probably killed a man. Yeah. Just, like, grabs the cave woman, hooks him, and takes off. Yeah, that's and crazy. I'm just like, yeah, I haven't seen anything like that in Richmond. That's one of my biggest fears is, is physical violence. Yeah? It, it, I just, I've been in a lot of fights. I've never punched anybody. You, you, what, you've been in a lot of fights? I've been in a lot of fights. I've been beaten up a lot. But you've never... not fought back. Why? I guess it's more... Um, I, don't, I just don't think that's... The way you handle things? Yeah, yeah. I just... I can get angry. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. I just find the, uh, the fact that people punch each other to resolve problems really silly. Yeah. And... I, it, it just doesn't cross my mind that that's an option. You yeah. know, like, I'm going to physically hurt this person. It's like... Yeah. It's... it's You can really do some... Damage. Terrible things to somebody by accident, you know, but if you... If you do it, it doesn't matter if it's by accident or not. That's you permanent, know. probably. Yeah. So, Jesus. yeah, you can easily punch somebody and they fall over the wrong way and they hit their head and die Snap and now you're a murderer. You, they go blind, they can't eat. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things you can fuck somebody it's just, it, That's. I think that's why I didn't like Ashland very much because there's a lot of like uh, clashing over, you know, cliques and stuff like that and there was a lot of fighting going on in that school and I'm like, I, why, why does this, why is this happening? This mm-hmm. is so weird. Yeah. I guess I guess that's one thing that I really had because New Orleans. I've always said Richmond is like New Orleans, like junior. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things that are like common there that are like same vibe here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, I haven't had a lot of like negative like clickish things go on in yeah. my time here or there. So I guess that's I, that's something I don't even think about anymore. Yeah, like I had one homeless dude in Fredericksburg like jump a guy and I had mm-hmm. to like get involved. Yeah, because you like you like jumped him from behind mm-hmm. and I was like getting fucked on right. by this homeless dude. So like. Other than that one thing, which right. was just, like, a drunk dude. Right. Like, yeah, there's like always, like, been, like, really positive spaces. Yeah. And if, and if people, you know, get into sticky situations, I feel like people around here are always willing to help. Oh, yeah. No yeah. no one's like, don't fuck up our vibe. We got, yeah. we got, we got, we got a thing going here. Chill. Yeah, yeah. Chill. We're having a, we're let's having let's a go time. get a beer. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll sit with you guys. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's, that's a big reason why I like the city so much. And it's, there's so much to do. There is. I, I can't go back to, like, uh, Champaign, Illinois is where I was from. It's Champaign, like, Illinois. Yeah. Sounds fancy. It's it, not. It, well, no. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it's fine. It, that's where the University of Illinois is. Oh, interesting. So, I lived on that campus for two years, and I did not go to college there. So, it was like, uh... <laughs> but you drank like a college student. Yes, I did. Yeah, go. they have this thing called unofficial, 
which is an unofficial St. Patrick's Day, and you wake up and you start drinking until, you know, the next day. And I remember I was working, so I went outside, and this guy was throwing up at a dumpster, and it was like uh, 9.30 a.m., and this other guy came up, and he was like, are you okay, man? And he's like, girl, I just need a second. And then another guy came up and smashed a bottle over his head into the dumpster, and I was like, this is 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm going, I have a cup of coffee in my hand. I'm going to work. What the fuck was that? Yeah. And it only gets worse. <laughs> That's a light day. story, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting off of work and people were like, yeah, we're going to this party. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to uh, board up my door. Seems like it's about to be Armageddon out there. Oh my God, dude. That's yeah. Awesome. That sounds, I can't like. I don't, I guess not drinking a lot, I just don't have, like, the, I'm not a partier, like, for sure. Mm. So, like, the, the fact that people can drink all day, like, I will, I, I could probably, yeah. if I started drinking in the morning, I could probably make, if I, like, if I was spacing it out, like, I could drink all day, for sure, like, right. beer, like, every hour or something. Right. Like, like, if I was, like, drinking, drinking, like, yeah. there's no way I'm making it past, like, sundown. Yeah. Like, I'd be it, passed yeah, out. It's, it's difficult. I, I don't find it pleasant anymore. It doesn't sound fun. It just yeah. sounds like a chore. Yeah, because you, you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, now I'm full and I'm tired, and I either have to keep drinking so that I don't fall asleep, or I'm going to sleep and I'm not getting back up. Yeah, that that used to appeal to me, not not anymore. I'm a bit older than you, though. How old are you? I'm 31. You're 31? I did mm. not know that. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who are closer to your age than my age in our community. Yeah. Well, we all look young, don't you do, we? You guys all do look young, yeah. I've only I've only had one person guess correctly. No, over thirty. Yeah, over thirty, <laughs> ever, which is nice. I probably put you at uh, like twenty or twenty nine. Yeah, thirty would have been a surprise for sure. Oh really? Thirty one is a big oh. surprise. All right. How old Sarah? She's twenty eight. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She makes sense. Yeah. So I gotta have her on. Yeah, are you gonna do it next month? Oh yeah, she said next month. I don't know. There's some like again. People are asking you to be on the show now. Like, yeah. like, like someone texted me. Uh, I was like, "Hey, can I be on the show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we'll figure it out." He's like, "Yeah." And also, this person's like upset that you haven't asked them yet. Not really upset, but just like you know, like oh, I'm upset. Like, why haven't I been on? It? Yeah, like we talked about it. It's just like, geez, like come on, like it's nice. It's well, fun. half of it is just you know, like I, I wanted to be on it, and then I just sort of messaged you. I was like, "Hey, man, which honestly, like I guess shout out to anyone who does want to be on the show. That helps me out because I'm not yeah. like. I'm not, like, picking and choosing. I'm just, like, asking the first person I think of. And, like, lately, now, everyone who's, like, chalked up to be on mm-hmm. are people who have asked. Because, like, I guess words got out enough, and it seems like a fun thing to do. Yeah. If you have me, you can have anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, really scraping the bottom of the barrel at this point. Any, anything after this, yeah. <laughs> it was funny, too, because, like, early on, mm-hmm. like, the first ten episodes are, like, uh, it's, like, Tom, me... Uh, one-on-one class, one-on-one, one-on-one, Brian Clatterbuck. Yeah. Uh, one-on-one, one-on-one, two-on-one. It was just like, to me, like, Clatterbuck was like the biggest fucking get. Yeah. I was like, because I pictured him. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. He was a great great guest, and, like, he helped me through some shit for sure, but, like, yeah. the fact that I could get him, and now it's just like, I had Katie on, I'm like, okay, I can get anybody, like, realistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you can get Katie. And then, like, Everybody's the, open. You should get Matt and David on. Those are two people who I still feel are, like, kind of out of reach. Because nah, Katie's, like, nah, I, nah, Katie nah, and I nah, are nah, friends, so, like, nah. but just, like, yeah, like, I'm sure I asked Newman and Matt, they'd be like, yeah. yeah. Or Newman and Pajar, they'd be down, but like... Right. Also, Gantz is someone who I want to have on, but like, people are just so busy, like, they have yeah. families, like, that's mm-hmm. the thing I have to think about, too, is like... Yeah. 
chances. Talk about an hour, though. That's the goal. And just, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, it's crazy. Because when, when I started this show, like, I really didn't know what it was going to turn into. Yeah. And now, like, this, this is episode 39. Wow. So, like. I think it's something you can be proud of, man. It's really good. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud. It's really cool having a backlog. And, like, so, like, we're starting, like, a network now. Like, I have enough experience. I think I could, like, produce, like, so many shows. That's great. Doing, like, a live show. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is uh, crazy what this has turned into. Yeah. It's fun. How do you feel? Good. It's about an hour. All right. An hour 15. Yeah. Did you ever make it to the end of any of my episodes? You, you had to describe something weird in your room? Yeah. But this isn't your room anymore. Right? This is my office, yeah. This is your office. Oh. Ooh, yeah, I called it office. So, just, yeah, there's... And, and also... Because back you saw my room. I was covered in shit. Right. Now Literal it's like... Shit. Yeah. I just like <laughs> smeared feces on the walls. That's how I live my life. I haven't done it to this room yet. There's a lot the of... The uh, only caveat I give this... I'll give this for every episode until it's done. Yeah. Is that picture. I plan... Anthony's making me a sticker of the coalition mask. That's going to go over his face. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to start off... I'm going to end this by being very controversial. Wasn't a huge Seinfeld fan. Never... I've never really watched it. I think I watched the pilot, and I was like... And I really never thought Kramer was funny. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that just because he... Mr. Disparate join over here, like... Yeah. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I've never really watched it. I was a Friends guy growing up. My mom liked Friends, oh, and I watched that. Friends. I love Friends. But, like, my, my my old roommate had that. I was going to throw it away, and I'm like, I could do something funny with this. I could put someone's face over. Yeah. And I picked the Coalition mask, because I'm like, that seems like a really cool thing to Yeah, you just have to blow it up a little bit. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm using Anthony. Like, he's got the yeah. technology. But it's, it's just... Uh, I just didn't... I was like, what is... I love Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. I love Larry David. Mm-hmm. I think all those guys are talented. I don't think he is. But, uh... That's why I don't like having it up, but I also don't want to have a big, giant blank space. Similar to, like, this giant yeah. blank space. You get a picture of a beach or something. I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah, but, like... Yeah, hopefully I can get that sticker. I, I like the giant, uh... Pin... Yeah, that's like the that's like the thing you can see the easiest in like one of four things in here. Right. Like yeah, there's like a little uh, is that a Russian doll back there? Uh, it's there. something from Japan. I don't Japan. Know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those like sun things. Yeah. That's the thing is like so. Pete had a way to end his show with like a catchphrase, and mm-hmm. I'm like committed to not doing that. Like I want to mm-hmm. have my own thing. Yeah. And the weird room thing was like I had so much shit it made sense like. Yeah. Even in 40 or how many episodes, like, we couldn't get through all of the things. Yeah. But now, it's like, I have enough for, like, five episodes. And, like, everyone's going to pick that. And that was already picked. Yes, exactly. So I would yeah. veto, like, a couple. It's pretty hard not to miss that. Yeah, which is, I love it. It's great. Like, it's a really cool thing. Like, there's, like, not anything. Like, it's just, like, technology bullshit. So, like. We should just take a bunch of toilet paper and dip it in the toilet. There you go. <laughs> Record the sound. What a callback. A Jesus. Stick. Uh, the worst story ever. Yeah, yeah. That's good though. We also we all have those. I've dropped more than one phone in the toilet. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and still used it afterwards. <coughs> yeah. So I guess what I'm going to do now, all right, is workshop new endings okay. by asking my guests, "How would you end? How what, what would you if you had to like if you were like on the show and had to come mm. up with a new ending? What would you pick?" And we'll see how that goes, and then that'll be the end. And we'll, we'll, I'll find something that works. Mm. I had, let's see. If I had a podcast, I would end it by reading a Bible verse. <laughs> you really want to talk about Jesus. <laughs> you really do. Uh, well, it's always interesting. And that, that would be like a silly way to 
to end, you know, like, a silly random podcast, and then, like, Corinthians 1, 3, uh, (laughs) Jesus said, uh, this and that, so, all right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a really weird way to end the show. I'll have to write that down. Um, I'm going to write that down. I might make people uncomfortable, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, I I think that's the only thing, that's the only reason why I wouldn't want to do it, but also, like... The idea of doing that seems like kind of like a fun thing. Yeah. So when is this dropping? Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah. Can't, can't promote the uh, show that's happening in a few hours? No. But how do, you, how do you feel it went? You know what? I feel like there were some moves that I made that were pretty good, but other ones that I really wish I could take back. Yeah. The whole, if I had only known ahead of time. Yeah. The whole, uh, the peeing scene. That's all, that's all I'll say. I, I think you should have stepped that back a little bit. You, know? you think so? Yeah. Too far? Yeah. Yeah, the fact that you were just kind of like urinating on things and stuff like that. I, I would just, you know, I think you're you're better than that. Yeah, well. But, it, you know, you had some, you had some, uh, you, you did some good editing. Let's just say that. You did some good editing. How do you feel it went? I, I felt like I, I uh, did really well. Yeah? Yeah. Crushed yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the standing ovation was a little of, much, like, a little, yeah. And like, you were, you were just, you just walked on stage, like that was your first scene. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Like, we didn't, we don't need an applause break for every scene that I'm in. Like, come on, it did. We got we only have twenty minutes. <laughs> the fourth, the fourth standing ovation was a little much. Yeah, like stop, <laughs> like stop throwing roses on stage. <laughs> we're slipping on the roses. <laughs> yeah. Nicole is drowning in roses right now. Yeah, we have to, we have to move on. That. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> Thanks for the show, man. Thanks, right. Something else to get me through this life, baby. I want something else. I'm not listening when you say. Oh,